Well, hello there, and welcome back to a new season of Wittenberg Radio. We're so glad you're here. If you're thinking, this is a voice I have never heard before, you might be right. My name is Carol LeBlanc. And I'm Andrew Stace. And we are your new Wittenberg Radio hosts. Since this is our first episode, we thought it would only make sense to introduce ourselves and dig a little deeper into who we really are. And later on, we'll be joined by a special guest for an October's edition of the Blazer Beat Report. And be sure to stick around after that to hear what you may have missed at this month's Thursday forums. Without further ado, let's get to the fun stuff. As I'm sure you've all learned by now, each CMU first class of the semester starts the same. The good old go around the room and introduce yourself. So, Andrew, tell us, what is your name, what year are you in, what's your major, and where are you from? Well, like I said before, my name's Andrew Stace. Um, I'm in my fourth year of communications and media, and also with a minor in business, and I'm from right here in Winnipeg. Carol, I'll throw it back to you. Same questions. Well, like I also said before, my name is Carol LeBlanc. This is my third year at CMU. I'm majoring in communications and media, and I'm also from Winnipeg. I feel like I know so much more about you already, Andrew. Now, why are you excited to be a host for this season of Wittenberg? Well, obviously, I am very excited to be a host of this season of Wittenberg. Um, a couple things. I want to kind of continue the legacy that, that Wittenberg has already done with many great hosts already, and we hope to add to that list. Um, and, you know, I've done taken some other uh, radio courses and audio courses at CMU and kind of enjoyed them, so I'm excited to do some more of it. How about you? Yeah, I'd have to agree. I feel really honored to be able to be in this position and to continue the legacy, as you said. Um, and I'm really excited to share interesting stories from around CMU to CMU and that everyone else can hear more about those. Great. Yeah, thanks. So now we need to get to the really important questions. I'm sure everyone's been wondering, what was your dream job you had as a kid? And how has that played off in your life so far? Have you reached your goals you had as a five-year-old? Or That is a very interesting question. Well, when I was younger... I wanted to be a nurse because my mom's a nurse, but that one quickly passed on because I am really not good with bodily functions. Like, I hate needles. Even just thinking about it makes me, like, want to curl up in a ball and throw up because I just hate it that much. Um, So, safe to say that's not on the list anymore. Um, But I also wanted to work at a grocery store when I was younger because my dad would always tell us about the fun stories he had from when he worked at grocery stores. Um, And I actually accomplished that one. And I was a cashier in high school. What about you? Well, sadly, I don't think I'll ever accomplish mine. When I was really little, I wanted to be a hockey player, but I don't think it lasted very long because I quickly realized that I was not very good at hockey. Um, obviously, I still love playing hockey and things like that. But if anyone has seen me play hockey, including my Mies teammates and uh, those that have watched our games, can probably attest to. Um, but, you know, things kind of evolved over time, maybe being a coach or a GM someday. But definitely not a hockey player ever. Very interesting. 
Well, I'm sad to hear that you won't be becoming a hockey player, but I am excited for what you are interested in becoming. Well, my next question gets a bit harder. You're going to have to really think for this one. What is a controversial opinion that you have? And I would love to hear you pitch for us in a minute why we should be on your side. Well, I mean, I'm sure no one's going to, not everyone's going to agree with me on this one, but I think mustard is far superior to ketchup. I like mustard on many things. Uh, You can put it, and it's super versatile. You know, I put it with rice, noodles, your hot dog. It's way better on a hot dog than ketchup is. Um, And ketchup is more just like, it's a kid's condiment. Mustard and relish is where you grow up. Um, Yeah, I think mustard is underrated. Ketchup far overrated. Y'all should try it more often because you're missing out if you're not. Very interesting. I do like mustard, but I wouldn't go so far to say that it is superior than ketchup. I think they work very well together. Well, I'm, I'm telling you, you're missing out. Uh, and now I think it's time for you to share what your controversial opinion is. Well, my controversial opinion is that vanilla ice cream is the best flavor of ice cream. Um, I know that might rock some people's worlds, but I think that vanilla is so versatile because you can add toppings. Sometimes when a vanilla ice cream is really made well, it really hits harder than any other flavor. Um, I think for me, when looking for a good ice cream, I don't like it to just taste like sugar and take away from the actual flavor. And I think vanilla always does that really well. Um, Yeah, and I think you can use it for anything, like on top of other desserts, in like blizzard-type ice cream, or just on a classic cone dipped in sprinkles, that's my favorite, is better than any other ice cream. Yeah, I have to disagree with you on that one. However, I guess we have to move into some non-controversial things. Move into some more kind of questions to get to know kind of who are you, Kara? And first of all, I know you did out of town, uh, and I'd love to, and I know that now you are in communications at CMU, uh, and I kind of love to hear how you kind of went through that that process of deciding to go to town, communications, CMU. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, taking it back to my grade 12 year, I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do after graduating, but I went on this program called Encounters with Canada through my high school where high school students all over Canada went to Ottawa for a week and you could pick a week theme of a career that you're interesting, interested in learning more about. So I chose communications and I got to learn different things about what it meant to be in the area of communications Um, and it was really fun but once I came back to Winnipeg I still wasn't sure if that's what I was really interested in Um, but I had a really great psychology teacher in grade 12 that I was kind of thinking maybe that was something I was interested in but it was still really a really big decision and I, I wasn't really sure until one day I was at a family gathering and my aunt had asked me if I had ever heard of a program called Edda Town that my cousins had done and I hadn't so I searched it up 
and I was really interested and I decided to do it. So what out of town looked like was a group of students and site leaders. We made our way from Winnipeg to the west coast of Canada in the first three months. And in doing that, we learned about discipleship, spirituality, community issues, and different things going on in Canada, as well as going on adventures, sightseeing, getting to know each other, um, all that kind of stuff. It was really fun. And then after Christmas, we headed to Guatemala, where we went to Spanish school every day. Um, We lived with host families, and we also learned different things about the community and things going on there. Um, And then... Since this was in 2020, we did end up getting stuck in Guatemala, but that's a story for another day. Um, And once I came back and throughout my whole experience, I really reflected on and appreciated the hands-on community-based learning that programs at CMU offer. Um, And that inspired me to continue to go to CMU in the fall. And I'm still here, so that's a good sign. And yeah, if you can't tell, my psychology career did not take off, but that's okay because I'm really happy studying communications and I really love storytelling and being able to share my thoughts with other people. So I think that this is a really great place for me. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. So on top of learning Spanish in in Guatemala, I also recently found out that you also know German. So I would like to know how it came about that you kn- know German. Like, what's the, is there an interesting story there or what? Yeah. So actually, when I was five years old, I asked my parents if I could go to a school to learn German um, because the school of in my district that I was supposed to go to didn't have a German program, but one really close nearby did. Um, So I asked my parents if I could go there because I, when I was five years old, I was best friends with my Oma, my grandma, and she spoke German and I wanted to be just like her. I wanted to be able to speak with her. So I wanted to learn German as well. Um, Yeah, we would speak on the phone every day. I would call her and talk to her. Yeah, I just wanted to have that connection to her and I wanted to learn German. Um, And since I was kind of self-motivated in wanting to learn this, I think that really helped me throughout my time from kindergarten to grade 12 learning German because I was just very excited about learning it. And um, yeah, learning language is hard. So having your own motivation for that really helped. And yeah, it's something I really loved learning and I want to be able to continue to learn since I haven't really had the chance lately um, I'd love to be able to kind of find a way to connect speaking German back into my life because it's something I really enjoy doing yeah thanks for those questions Andrew Anytime. Um, I also have a few questions for you I'm very curious to hear about your story about knowing that you wanted to study communications Did you come to university knowing that or what did this process of finding the path of communications look like for you? Yeah, mine's kind of a fair bit different than yours, Kara. Um, Mine started out kind of when I was younger and sitting, I remember sitting in our house 
um, at the counter on a stool and listening to CBC. And every morning we always had CBC on in the news. And I always quite enjoyed all the stories and, and listening to the news and keeping up with the news. Um, and then as I got older, you know, the Jets came back when I was in, in partway through elementary school. And, and then that changed to listening to sports stories on the radio. And what the uh, used to have a TSN radio station here in the city. And I loved listening to that. Other kids would listen to pop music on their, uh, you know, their uh, time off of school. But, you know, I loved listening to people talk about sports for hours on end. And that radio station has since closed down, which is unfortunate. But and then as I grew up then, you know, in high school, same thing. You know, I continued to follow sports and, and a lot of it was through media, of course. Um, and then in gra- my grade 12 year, I started looking at, you know, what I could do for university and and uh, my parents went to CMU so I thought you know that's an option and and so I had coffee uh, one day when I was in grade 12 uh, with David Balser who's the head of the communications department here at CMU and um, really enjoyed what he what he had to say and and really kind of hit it off with him and um, I think then you know as I got went through grade 12 it kind of just became a thing of why wouldn't I go to CMU and study communications? Um, it kind of checks off all my boxes, and and yeah, I've been here ever since. That's great to hear about. I'm I'm glad that you found something that you love so much, and that you're able to do it here. Obviously, sports are a really big part of your life, so I'm kind of curious to know what would you say your favorite sport is, and if you had a good memory that you could share with us in relation to that sport. Yeah. So like I said earlier, unfortunately my hockey career didn't quite pan out the way I, you know, five-year-old me had wanted it to, but um, no, in in all seriousness, I think sports is, is a big part of of life just in general. Um, Especially mine at least. Um, And a favorite sports story maybe would be if I could take us back to 2018 and the Jets had a great Stanley cup run. Uh, Unfortunately fell short in the, Western Conference Finals, but I remember just the the whole city, the whole city of Winnipeg felt alive during those couple months, um, and even those that weren't that interested in hockey kind of got swept up in this, um, and even, you know, I was talking to some international students a year or two ago here at CMU, and their first year here was that 2018 year, um, and they were talking, or one of them was talking about how Though they didn't know much about hockey, they went to one of these whiteout parties. And it just kind of helped them feel a part of sports and a part of Winnipeg. Um, and it's amazing to me how sports can do that. Um, and even if you don't know hockey or something, you know, you go to a whiteout party and you're high-fiving the person next to you and you get swept up in this excitement and you feel a part of something bigger. At the end of the day, sports is, is just a game. Um, but it also is so much more than that um, when we have people celebrating it together. Um, and even, you know, for example, me and my dad, uh, last season, this season, have season tickets for the Bombers. Um, and, you know, when they score a touchdown, you know, you high-five the person next to you, where without sports, there's no way I would just high-five a stranger. Um, that kind of goes against everything we're taught as kids. Um, but the way that sports is able to bring us together allows us to celebrate together, uh, whether it be um, friends or strangers and from kind of all walks of life in that way. So, yeah, I think taking... Uh, favorite sports story is I think also kind of tells why I love sports just in general. Thanks for sharing that, Andrew. That's really interesting to hear about. And I really like your perspective on that.
Welcome back to the Blazer Beat Report, hosted by myself, along with our local Blazer analyst, Eric McKenzie. To start off, Eric, I'm just going to ask you, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, uh, I'm a first-year student, uh, but that doesn't mean, you know, I don't follow sports and I don't love sports. Uh, I've been playing sports pretty much since the age of five, I would say. Uh, I've played pretty much anything under the sun, water polo, fencing, to football and hockey. If you can think of pretty much a good mainstream sport, I've probably played it. Um, yeah, and I just, I, I truly love sports. It's something that I want to pursue and, and keep following for the rest of my life just because, you know, just because I stopped playing doesn't mean I don't want to uh, keep, stop following it. Sounds good. Thank you. Um, so for t- today's report, we're going to be kind of focusing on the soccer season as of recording October 21st. Um, starting off with, how would you kind of sum up this season, both in the men's and women's uh, seasons this year? Uh, for women, uh, I would probably sum it up as uh, push for third. Um, right now they're five, uh, they're, sorry, they're four, five, and one, and, uh, they're one point behind Brandon, uh, for third place in the, uh, women's division. And if they do clinch third this weekend, um, uh, they won't, they won't have to play top seed. They will play in the middle seed, which gives them a better shot at going to the finals, uh, I would say. Uh, and for men, it's hold on to playoff hopes. Don't lose it. Uh, they're one, seven, and two, and they're, uh, right above the Cougars right now, and if they hold out this weekend and get full points or even just partial points this weekend, it will help maintain their spot in the playoffs. Um, if they hold fourth, they'd have to play top-ranked Brandon. Um, obviously, that that poses a challenge. They're you know top seed versus a four seed is always something that it's hard to overcome, but it's it's not unheard of for a four seed upset. So I think uh, for men right now, it's just hold on to playoff hopes. Sounds good. Thanks. Uh, next, uh, what kind of stood out to you this season, uh, both players or, or games? Um, yeah. Um, I would have to say for the men, it's, it's uh, goaltender Zach. Um, his improvement from first year was, is, is immense. Uh, he's been able, even though the games haven't really gone the Blazers' way, he's really been able to keep them in the games in certain points, and, and uh, he's been able to keep stuff out. And if the, the jump he made from first year to this year... Uh, uh, if he can keep that up for next season, I think you know we could have a very solid brick wall and net for next year. Um, yeah, and then for the women, it was uh, Ashe Umar. She was big part of their uh, success this year. She netted two crucial goals in their last game. Um, she was named the September Player of the Month. Uh, she's just just been really helping out the midfield for the Blazer women's, and I uh, I look for her to make a big impact in in, in upcoming games and, and for playoffs. Good dear. Yeah, as all of us Jets fans know, a good goalie makes a big difference. Oh, yeah. Um, next, uh, who should we look out for next season? That could be, you know, a player that you think will take a bigger role in the team, uh, a player that kind of showed flashes of something something great. Um, yeah. Uh, I would have to say for especially the women's team, it is uh, Ricky goaltender, uh, Julia Mar- Mar- Marucci. Uh, I really, really, really apologize if I butchered your last name, uh, Juliana. Um she was great this year. She was a first year. She, you know, helped the Blazers to secure some wins. She was, uh, you know, she was great in goal. And if she was great this year, you know, greatness only goes up. So I feel like she's going to play a massive part in, in success for future years, um, which I'm really excited. And then obviously, like I mentioned, Zach earlier, um, you know, if you're, if you, if you keep getting better year after year, I could, see him in the future as being a really big, big, crucial thing um, for this Blazers team. That's great to hear. Um, 
now on to maybe some more summer notes. Uh, what what losses are coming in the off season? Some players are graduating or or transferring out or things like that. Yeah. So especially for the the Blazer team, we're going to be losing some some key players in 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 Melissa Gilbert, um, Julia. Uh, she's a fourth year midfielder, and then uh, Kaylin, uh, uh, fourth year midfielder as well. You know, when you lose players, it's it's not fun but that's just kind of how it rolls um it's it's you know it's never a fun thing and and i think with with people leaving it's it's it opens roles though so it's i know it's a bad thing when people leave but it does open roles for rookies and and for second third year players to kind of take a bigger jump in development so yeah uh you know like with 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 losses is it's it's uh it does bring um growth and it does bring you know excitement for new players yeah absolutely um, just to kind of close it off now, what what are you looking forward to in the coming months? Uh, what what do we have planned? Um, well, you know, obviously basketball and volleyball is is quickly coming around the corner. Uh, the CMU Blazers women volleyball team took a road trip out to BC. Uh, they brought in some good sets. They learned some really good things. So you know, I'm excited to see what they can do. Uh, and then also the men's team. You know, last year, great success, and and they're just looking to keep that keep the ball rolling. With uh, with basketball, uh, the men's team, uh, they've got you know some very good guys coming in, and and they have some returning stars who are you know looking to make that that big impact this year. Yeah, you know the men the men are in action next week for basketball against uh, Legacy Prep in here in Winnipeg, and and uh, the women, you know, they're gonna go south of the border next uh, in their next action against Turtle Mountain, and uh, yeah. You know the two volleyball teams are versing uh, Miller Edge team from Saskatchewan. They're coming here and and they're just looking, you know, exhibition match. But we're still looking to learn and we're still looking to improve and and get better. So I think those are some some key matchups we could look out for. And also just this weekend we have two games Saturday and Sunday, men and women's. Uh, women look to you know clinch that third spot and, and the men look to secure their fourth place position in playoffs. Awesome, thanks, Eric. Uh, look forward to hearing more from you as the uh, different sports kind of roll through the school year. Yeah, Thank for sure, you. no problem. Every Thursday, CMU holds a forum during the lunch hour to discuss important topics happening at the university, in our community, and beyond. I know for me, I can get really busy and I can't make it out to forum all the time, or sometimes I just don't even realize that it's Thursday and I end up missing it. That's why we decided to put together a recap and some reflections on the past few forums to keep you up to speed. To start it off, on September 29th, Forum was held outside on the concrete pad between North and Marpec to unveil the new mural painted by CMU student Katie Anderson. If you have not already seen it, make sure to keep an eye out for the bright colors and beautiful deer as you walk across campus. The week after, on October 6th, Forum was a contemplative walk through the Assiniboine Forest. Hannah, one of the co-directors of Peace and Sustainability who helped organize the forum, said that she enjoyed observing things that she had never noticed before as the group walked through the forest. She told us that the group was a perfect size that could all fit inside the teepee and enjoyed soup and buns for lunch and chatted with each other. Then, the following week, on October 13th, four mayoral candidates joined us for forum where they offered their opinions on issues facing Winnipeg and CMU. In order to vote, I made sure to do at least some research on the candidates, but I found it really meaningful to hear the candidates talk about what's meaningful to them in their own words. 
Also, with the forum being at CMU and moderated by our very own Nick Harder, we were able to hear their opinions on things that matter specifically to us as CMU students, faculty, and staff. Then, on October 20th, no official Thursday forum was held, as the 2022 edition of the J.J. Thiessen Lecture Series was held on October 18th and 19th. Titled Picturing the Bible, How Artists Tell the Story, by Dr. Robin W. Jensen, Professor of Theology of the University of Notre Dame, spoke on various topics within the connection of art and Christianity. If you missed the lectures, you can find more information, including videos of the lectures, by visiting media.cmu.ca. That brings us to the end of today's show. It was really great getting to know more about you, Andrew. And after our Blazer and Forum recaps, I feel really caught up about what's going on at CMU. Absolutely. It was great to learn more about you, Eric, and CMU in general. Thank you all for tuning in for this month's episode. We are so glad that you're here. Once again, I'm Kara. And I'm Andrew. And we We are Wittenberg Wittenberg Radio. Radio.